Carl Radisson. Okay. Carl, you were born. What's your date of birth? October 1923. Okay. Um, when did you start being involved with the river? Yeah, I'll call I, I started on February 21st, 1949 with Valley Line, Mississippi Valley Barge Line Terminal. And how old were you about then? Forty-nine. You were, you were ten, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Forty-nine. Twenty-five. Twenty, what twenty-five? Yeah. I guess something like that. And and had, had you had you been in the war? Had you been? No. Second. Okay. No, I started out working at filling station, and my brother-in-law, us, he got a cabin cruiser and we just went up on the Illinois River and swim on the beaches and that up there off of some of the places on the Illinois mouth of the Illinois River in Mississippi. Jack? Born? Valier, Illinois. Uh -huh. And so that's where, so you live there until you... Well, Father died when I was six weeks or six months old or something like that. And then my mother and I and then my little oldest sister. She just died last year. She was eight, nine years old. Mm. Carl, was did you come to the river because it was a job or did you come to the river because you liked the river? Well, it was a job. It was a job that started job to start. I worked in a terminal down there, for Mississippi Valley Barge Line Terminal. What's a terminal? Uh, we unloaded barges, freight, loaded them, we unloaded steel, sugar, and everything like that, and then we loaded stuff back, steel from Grand City Steel, and, mm -hmm. and beer from Ann Isaac Bush and that before they built all these breweries. So you loaded the barges. We all floated them and loaded them back. So you worked. You were. You worked on the barge. Well, yeah. That's before they had any fleets and everything. Then we used radios. We used to have to look down the river to see if the boats, boats coming or not. Coming or not. Okay. RCA built a radio station up there. They didn't have no communication or something. The boat would call and tell them when they left Carroll or something that might take two, three days or a week to get up here, you know. Uh -huh. But when I started with Mississippi Valley Bar Line, they had four four boats. They had the Ohio, the Indiana, the Tennessee, and the, and the Louisiana. There was four steamboats. They converted them to diesel fuel when, when I started. He's got it on call phone. That's my phone. That ain't uh, his. All right, and four, the four boats. Four boats when I first started on them. We'd have to look down the river. They only had small barges in them. They had points. Uh, you understand? Points like that, and they would integrate one with the other like that and make a, a tow on them, see. Oh, the barges would? Yeah, before. Before they had rakes like they got now, and boxes. before they had what? Before they had rakes. Rakes. On them. What's a rake? It cuts the water. Oh. And push it. So they they had a like a V shape. Yeah. Something they added. They interlocked them. Oh, into they interlocked a tool them. Uh huh. Like that, and they end up you know quite like that, cut the water. See, and eventually. You so see, they were like this kind of. See. See over there with that hatch stack? That's a rake barge. See how the front is? The green one? No, the one behind the green. Oh. Green one's a box. Oh. See it's square on both ends. Uh-huh. See in the other one, it's got a rake on one end and a square on the other end. The rake's on that end. Rake's on the upper end. Right behind that oh. green. 
right behind that back of that green one. Okay. I see? guess I do. Oh. See, that cuts the water. Okay. When they push the water, they got to have them on the front because they, they had all the square ends loaded. They couldn't push them. Okay. Confusing when you don't know. Yeah. So that before that before they had bars like this, they had them points there. Uh -huh. Then they had smaller square bars, 132 feet by 35 feet wide. What What was it like to be on on a barge? Well, it like just like being on a road or a sidewalk, I guess. I don't. There ain't no different. Did you sleep on the barge? No, no. No. We we stayed here in the harbor. Most of the time. So it was like day trips. Yeah, we worked right here in the harbor. Yeah. Uh huh. But you didn't. You didn't go on a barge. You just no, loaded it and unloaded it. Well, no, I, I went on the barges out here in the fleet, but I didn't go up and down the river. Oh, didn't go I up didn't up. go to New Orleans or Pittsburgh. Did you want to? No, not really. Not really. No, I, I was married, and I've been married for 54 years mm -hmm. in December. So you loaded and unloaded, and... We switched them here. Eventually, got so many bars, it kept increasing and increasing. Then we built tows. We had to fleet the bars here. Before that, didn't have no fleets. Mm -hmm. We used to dig holes in the ground, put cable around a tie, and throw them in the ground. And that's what they call dead man. Look, say it again. We, we put ties, we dug holes in the bank and put ties in the bank. We wrapped cables around to tie off the barges. Uh -huh. To hold them? Yeah. No anchor? That that's, was, that's the anchor. That was the, the anchor? Yeah, in the bank. Uh-huh. And so how did that change? Well, because the fleets got so big, they pulled them straight out of the bank all the time. Uh-huh. So we ended up having to dig big holes and pour concrete for the iron rings in there to concrete to hold the barges. Uh -huh. So we end up putting 50, 70 barges or so on the, on the thing at the end there because it got so big. So when did it when did it begin to get big and why do you think it got big? You just had these barges in the beginning and you could... Uh, well each year they would build more new barges and more new barges. Mm -hmm. Like they started with these smaller barges, then more little middle size, then then we started with 195 by 35 foot mm -hmm. barge it was pretty big then, mm -hmm. and and then uh, well we had 600 series we started with 100 we had 600 series 800 series we built 100 each time or something like that then. Uh, in 73 VLX, they built 14-foot hulls. They, from 12-foot, they raised, it was 11-foot start with, then 12-foot, then in 73, they started making 14-foot mm -hmm. beef on the sides. Mm -hmm. So they could load them 12-foot when you had enough water. How, how did your job change, or did it, through the years? Well, how did it change? Huh? I, I changed from the terminal more or less when they got all this barges to take care of boats to take care of them, to taking care of the fleet and that. And putting tows together, like southbound tows. We would build 30, 35 loads southbound. And when they come in northbound, most of the time they'd come in with 49 to 56 barges. Mm -hmm. Northbound, tow and tile, turn around and go south. Have these big barges, boats. Back when I first started, they had 2,000 horsepower boats. Then they had 3,200 horsepower. Then, I guess in 56 or around 55, 56, they had 5,000 horsepower boats. Then 66, they had 6,000 turbocharged boats. Then. I think in 70, wasn't it 70 something they built the Lily Friedman? In 71 they built that Haynes and those boats. What were they? 7,000, 6,500? There was 6,000 started with Norberg engines, German engines. Then they changed them later on, put GMs in them. But in 70 something they built 
They built uh, Lily Friedman and Lillian Clark and uh, early seventies. They was uh, they were six thousand turbocharged boats that would give them about seventy two hundred turbocharged. Then say ten years later, I don't know, around eighty, they built three boats, ten thousand five hundred horsepower piece. So then. 81, the last time they built barges, they built 240 new barges, 195, 200 foot barges there in 1981. And that's the last new barge they built to 91, and they built 100 new boxes, I think, the 91 series. Men in 92, in 92 they sold out? American commercial barge line they sold out. In the meantime, they changed from Mississippi Valley Barge Line in between to Valley Line Company. And then we first started, took over Central Barge Line Company, which was Elnor River Tow Company. They towed coal to Edison Power Plant and that. And we took them over and then they brought freight from Chicago and that down to our terminal lot of newsprint for St. Louis Post-Dispatch and Globe Democrat barges from Canada. And then, and then uh, they hauled us coal from Havana to, uh, to uh, Joliet for the power plant, the Edison Coal, Edison Power Plants up there in Joliet, Chicago, see. But that's the, then uh, after we took Central Barge Line, I think it was Security Barge Line, we took over. Then we took over uh, Flowers Transportation Company. And then Is that Russell? Yeah. And then so Russell was Valley Barge Line. Come in the Valley 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 Line Company. Valley Line. Yeah, one of his big boats. Uh, what was that big boat's name? KD. KD. Come up from New K Orleans. KD. Miss KD. Miss KD. Come up from New Orleans with 72 barges past Memphis. Uh, past Memphis down there had 72 barges. That's about over five acres of barges. What do you mean? And they one tow. Are you kidding? And one tow, yeah. Going from New Orleans up to Carroll. That is that like a record? That is still is the record, I think. They filled the river up with barges. I, I think I still got a picture of it at home somewhere oh, in one of my drawers. Oh, would you find it for me? I don't know if I can or not. Who's that? Well, Bill remade one of them because we had too much money in our pension plan. I guess. I haven't, I haven't gotten any out of it yet. So you made, you made Valley Line so good no, and so no, profitable no, that no, the big company is, bought no, it. This is just their story. <laughs> this is their story. Yeah. Bill, I, what wait, is wait. your last name? Robertson. Robertson. Uh -huh. no, I, was, I worked for Valley Line uh, and Charlie and I worked together down here. I was in the operations side. Charlie did our fleeting operation. Carl. Carl was with Valley for years and years and years and ran the terminaling operation down here. And uh, my my boss, Dan Markwitz, is the one who. Uh, but this is the guy who took over a rundown profits st stealing from the company, a bunch of stockholders, and he put that company in shape and made it a real shiny red apple to the world. And the world came in and they just stopped. I know. We've done that about three times, Charlie. I'm, you know, I ought to be getting tired of doing that. Pretty much. Before job, Bill huh? took over, no one would have bought Valley Line Company. It was a bunch of junk run down. And you do he that? put her in shape what and they I, made money. I would have never thought that. Uh, I'm taping this, you all. Mississippi Valley Barge Line or Valley Line, that would have let them company buy them out. And people just hogged the money is all they wanted. Yeah, well, I mean, Valley, so, you know, when uh, Cromoy, uh, mm -hmm. 
or what's his name, Norman Alexander came in with Sequin, did the did the uh, the buyout of Chromaloy. That's that's when it all went to New York. It became a money game. Yeah. Now he's running a another barge line. Uh, the yeah. operation part. But of this this we should, we should all buy stock in it, right? Well, well it's Florida it's Florida, Florida Progress. It's a parent company. This Florida Progress. It's a Florida utility. That's this our that's our new towboat that's parked out here. That that this, really pretty one. Yeah. This board line got money. Florida Light and Power's got money. Got money. <laughs> Why didn't you tell Bill to put that damn boat down there where you could get off and on instead of way up there? I didn't have anything to do with it. Well, that's Jack one and I. Ralph wanted to put it right up there. Why did he want to put it up there? He ran the terminal. Yes. I've been talking. I've been listening to him for quite a while, and he hasn't told me that. What else does he do? Did he do? Well, he knows probably as much about the operation of the St. Louis Harbor as any anybody in I'd take, I'd around. Take, I'd take his old. You wasn't there though when the when the Rusty Flowers hit the bridge here and tore the pilot house off. I was here. Was you I here? was with a different company. Oh yeah. I was with Agritrans. Agritrans, yeah. I'd take his big old. I'd take his big old boat out there and catch the boat and tow. Rusty did what? Yeah. 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 I had to take the mariner with there in the terminal there. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Six thousand horsepower boat or seven thousand. And this Rusty said he had bad weather and that didn't think he could make it. My office told him, "Come on, and make it." So I went out there and I told the engineer, "I said, you start up one of them engines, have it running." So if he hit the bridge, yeah, I'd run out there and catch it. Larry he hit the bridge and knocked the pilot house off, so I had to run out there and get the boat so run out the river. This, this is Russell's son. Huh? Is this Russell's son you're talking about? No, no. No, no, Rusty. Rusty Flowers was a tow Oh, that, oh, that, that was the tow son. Yeah. I think yeah. it was his son's That's name. That's his son's name, yeah. So who was driving the tow Me. Oh, you were. You ran it into the thing? No, no, I ran out there to catch it. Yeah, but what happened? It just came loose? No, he hit the East Bridge and oh, knocked he, the pilot who? off. He, he the did. rusty flowers, the towboat. Yeah, but who was in the towboat? I don't remember the guy's oh, name okay. that was running the boat. Oh, okay. Well, I, he, I thought you meant rusty flowers was, I didn't no, no, I don't I didn't know enough about pilot. it. I didn't know the boat's name was rusty no, flowers. Everybody's boat's name was part of their family. Oh, less, you know. Okay. No, I don't know. Like W.J. Barda, he was president yeah. of Valley Line out there. And then they had a boat named after him. Then had his wife's name, Rita Barda. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Lillian Clark was another one of the officials. Everybody's official. L.J. Sullivan, he was the he was the captain, so uh -huh. they called me for supervisor, but I would never take one of the uh, titles because I tell them if you work me, pay me. Don't work me, don't have to pay me because I go to someplace too. Because mm -hmm. all them jobs end up being 24-hour day job, which I had anyhow because I was port supervisor of the fleet down there all the time too. I had a radio at home and everything. I still got the radio at home. Talk to the boats and dispatch tugs and tell them what to do. Did you say port supervisor? Yes. Port supervisor. Okay. That's totally good. What what kind of salary did you make, Carl? I, I got paid by the hour. Oh, and it, could you tell me what it was when you started and maybe what it was Seven, when you started? Seventy-three cents an hour. Seventy-three when you started. Thirteen dollars or something when I retired. That's a whole lot better, isn't it? Oh, yeah. then, then I got uh, I got paid overtime too. So if, if you take a company job, but they have been trying to get me for a long time, mm -hmm. they, they had to pay me overtime when I worked overtime. So, mm -hmm. so at the end there, I was made over forty thousand dollars a year. And then I, on my pension, I get pretty two thousand, like fifty cents would get two thousand dollars in my pension. Now, you know, I've been collecting it since I've been sixty-one. 
do you miss not being down here a lot? Are you glad yeah. to be retired? Do you miss mm -hmm. the river? Mm. Yeah, I miss, I, I, that's all I did, I worked all the time. My wife, she, she's getting mad at me. But, but yeah, that's all, that's all you do, you know. And then, when I was 66 years old, I worked, Charlie sat in the office and worked for DNB and I lost sight of my left eye. See, and then you kind of lose your balance, equilibrium, and that. So I, I got, I've had pilot license for ever since they started having license on the river. You know. How much school did you have, Charlie? I mean, uh, uh, Carl. Ninth grade. Ninth grade. Did you want to go further? Well, I got got mad at the English teacher because she flunked me in English, and I. I said, I'm smart as you can, I quit. But see, I wasn't too damn smart then, was I? No. <laughs> did that kind of, did you, did you react all your life like that? You just get mm -hmm. mad? Just well, I've gotten mad before and slammed the door in the office and bust your windows out. <laughs> what makes you mad? Huh? What makes you mad? Well, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You have to ask Charlie what makes him mad. Charlie knows everything <laughs> about you. Mm -hmm. What's the best part of the, the, the time you spent here on the river? What was the best? Well, I, I just enjoy I just enjoy my job, you know. I don't I don't know if there's any best time, you know. Mm -hmm. But we grew from a little barge line all the way up to 1,400, 1,500 barges. There fleet, you know, mm -hmm. 40 or 50 towboats. And that's a good feeling. Huh? And that's a good feeling. Oh, yeah. Until, uh, until they sold out to American Commercial Barge, I see. Uh -huh. I just went out. They wouldn't take none, none of them flyers or nothing. They took, they took the president. One other guy or two other guys only took out the whole Valentine crew. Really? Besides the pilots now on the boats, they kept them because they couldn't uh -huh. get anymore, you know. Tell me, when you say Valley Line, now, Valley Line or any barge line is made up of, barge, of barges and tugboats? Right. Both? You don't have a one without the other? No, no, you don't. I guess you, some people might own a boat or something and do work. Like that's all Charlie owned tugboats. Him and my boy own two tugboats and just do tug work, you know. And, but line boats, if, if you don't have a company, uh, some kind of contract, you wouldn't have no business. Because mm -hmm. your insurance man eats you up. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. So it's a good life? Yeah. Would you recommend it to somebody? Sure. But I wouldn't recommend it being a deckhand out there. You have to work in the rain, snow, mm -hmm. or everything, you know. But it's a, you got to start there to be a, to move on up, to be a captain or something. you got to know how the barges go together and how to make them up before you can learn to be a, deck, a pilot, you know. So you started as a deckhand? Well, I, I worked out there with them. You know, I, I was the boss all the time. But you always were, you were hired as a boss? But I worked out there. No, I was hired as a, a, a machine operator in the terminal in the first store. We didn't have fleet and all that. Then. What's a machine operator? Lift truck, uh -huh. a tractor, pull trucks with. Lift truck where you pick up bundles of steel and carry it. And uh, check freight, run a crane, and everything. You know. So you weren't you weren't the laborer. No, uh, we had stevedores as laborers. Mm -hmm. That was the color of the start with before they we integrated later on. You know. 
So the colored local was the, was that a union you're talking about? Yeah, they, okay. they had their own stevedores. They did the they did the hooking up and loading and unloading mm -hmm. like sugar bags, beer and whatever. And that was when the levee was more of a levee. Well, the levee before they had this terminal down here. Don't know just exactly what year they started that terminal, but they used to unload the sugar out of the barges up here and live and carry them up to bank. Load, load my trucks, uh, bag by bag. Right. Is there anybody that you know of that is still living that did that? I'll tell you, uh, I don't. Oh, these boats are. Causing us not to be able to hear. Go ahead. I, I don't know for sure if anybody's living now or not. Well, if you. I know uh, there's a colored fellow that said he'd be here next Tuesday. He's going to come here. Name's Willie now. I don't know. He started out with uh, John I. Hay company up there on the river. I don't know. He was there when they started driving cars on barges and that mm -hmm. stuff and unloading any barges up there or not. You'd have to ask him. Where is this terminal you're talking about? It tore it down now. Where was it? Foot of Rutgers Street. Foot of Rutgers Street. Okay. Uh, Neuter's got a big crane back there where they used to be and we was right up the river from that. If you wanted somebody to know what it was like, or are your feelings about what what would you think was important for people to know about the riverfront, and when you were younger? Well, river, riverfront now, riverfront don't mean nothing because the river floods too much now. You're like you can't put a business out there because. They break, they break you in no time at all. They put you out of business. All your stuff spoils. You lose your electricity, water, and it's expense going up and down all the time. And it's, so the riverfront more or less is dead anymore. It used to be a thriving business all up and down, but anymore it's not. Like the Robert E. Lee sitting up there, nothing. There used to be a restaurant and everything. But the city took over all the parking. It's like McDonald's there. Who's going to pay two, three dollars to park down there and go to McDonald's to get a hamburger or something? See, the, the city's root the place for people to make any money because they got a lot of expense just to keep in operation. Did you say the city's ruined it? Yeah. Yeah. By allowing parking there charging for parking. Yeah. Defeats the whole yeah. idea of getting people down here. Yeah, you're going to go there to get a McDonald hamburger or something for 59, 79 cents, whatever it is, you're going to pay three dollars to park there. Hmm. What do you, why did it happen? Why did the, the did it become dead here? Well, that, that's part of it, and then flooding all the time. The levees, putting levees all the time, the river keeps coming up. This levee here, I look for the water to go over this levee someday. It was like two and a half feet in 93 from going over the top. Mm -hmm. I think the engineers might have broke the levee down there in Valmar or someplace so it flood to keep from going over top then, I'm not sure. You, you think know. they did it on purpose? I, I think. Well, they, that's, but that's just my opinion. Yeah. Well, I don't know nothing. Well, I think they've, they've done that throughout history a few times. Mm -hmm. I think they did that for New Orleans, too, mm -hmm. years ago. What happened about the flood? How did, how did that affect what you were doing, and what did you do when this last huge flood came? It was 93. Well, they closed the river, you can't do nothing. They, they have boats, they don't let the boats operate. They may let you have a tug take care of your barges in the fleet and that, mm -hmm. but you can't go up and down the river. 
Carl, why do you think that uh, it has to be so messy around on this back part here? Why Why does that? You can't, that's drift. You can't keep the drift and stuff floating in there on the inside. It's a hard job trying to keep it out off of your barges and that. Mm -hmm. But the river comes up and then it drops and leaves all deposit up there on the bank. Have you been to other cities to see what their waterfronts or riverfronts are like? Yeah, I've been all over. So how does this one compare with the other ones? They're all alike. You don't think that... They, they got the same problem. Which is? Huh? Flooding and leaving debris and all that stuff. Like the city, they, they clean the debris up here on the bank, but they don't come down no further than, than, than uh, McDonald's. McDonald's are just below McDonald's. They don't take care of none of the rest of it. Down there where Old Valley Terminal was there, there's a whole kind of trees and driftwood and that up on the bank and that. Why do you suppose they don't do it down here? It costs money. The city won't do it. Everything they do costs money. Because down here is the mo more commercial? Yeah. So tourists aren't down here? Is that, yeah. is that what you're saying? Yeah. And they don't care nothing about it. It's like that from here all the way down to South St. Louis. Um, let me ask you, um, is, it, is the, the river itself any dirtier or full of trash or stuff here than yeah. it is any place else. <coughs> Seems to be a lot of stuff coming through. It comes out all the rivers. It comes out the Missouri River, the Illinois River, and the Upper River, see. Mm -hmm. Wherever it floods, wherever they get a lot of rain, the river raises up and then it brings, washes the trees off the bank, say the trees start growing that, wash them off the bank and bring them on down. There ain't no different there. Every place you can't keep it. You can't keep it. That's the reason down here is no good place for cabin cruisers and that. Or having a fleet like up at all and that. Down here, because the river goes up and down so much and you get all that driftwood. Do people know that? No, some of them don't know it. Yeah, I talked to two people who were in here last week and they were utterly amazed at what this was like here, that it was You talk about what? The city all had been talking about putting a marina in, mm -hmm. small boats and that down here. Mm -hmm. But you can't, you can't put something like that, too much driftwood in that come down. It mm -hmm. just tear you out. Mm -hmm. The small boats like, you know, the big boats, you know, you got more iron than that, mm -hmm. or the small ones don't have. So that's supposed to be common knowledge? Well, nobody, if you don't respect the water and been on the river, you don't know all that stuff. You know, yeah. you might go out and buy you a cabin cruise and think come down and tie off anywhere, but you've got to respect the river. Yeah. Well, how does a person that's got a cabin cruiser find this out? I mean... Well, when it gets tore up and that. <laughs> they have to get torn up before they learn, right? Yeah. That's, that's the only way I know they learn. We have to learn everything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's so much, there's so much drift comes down like these barges set out here. Mm -hmm. There's so much drift comes down, goes underneath that barge. You can get a great big tug and get a hold of that barge, and he can't push that barge. It'll carry him on down the river. The only way you can get that drift out, trees and that, is turn that barge around and around like that and let the current wash that drift off from underneath that barge before he can push it. And only a tug can turn that barge yeah, you around. Have a boat, barge, yeah. no, nothing makes the barge go except the tug. No, right? you ain't got, the barge is just a barge by itself. Right. We don't have no motors or nothing. Did shipping decrease in years or is it the same or is it more? It has decreased changing times. Long ago, we used to have iron ore and everything for steel mills. Barge loads of steel one after another. That's what we done. 
known package steel, like these butler buildings with galvanized sheet steel and all that, mm -hmm. come in and that. And anymore, everything's built out of plastic. So yeah. change in time, you know, not, you don't have this ore and coal and, coal and all that to make this steel now. So very little steel making anymore. Ore, coke, and coal. Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. It used to be ore uh, to make the steel out of Coke? Coke. They, it, they, they unload the coke and to heat the steel, get uh -huh. it hot enough to melt it. And coal. And coal and that. And then they, we'd bring the barges back, we'd have to clean them out in the bottom for changing products and stuff. How do you clean them out? Sweep them. Sweep them? Hose them? Well, you got this ore you'd have sweeping and picking up with a shovel and put them in park trucks and then we'd pick them up with the crane and put them on the dock and that, you know. Pick, and get rid of them. Use the crane to pick up what? Trucks. Oh, trucks. Four-wheel four trucks. We'd have uh -huh. boards on them to shovel the stuff into and then pick it up. Heavy work. I mean, really. Oh, yeah. My son, he's 50 years old. He'd come home just to wipe his eye. That's where he started on the river. My wife said, you're killing my baby. <laughs> I was going to ask you before if this was, I asked uh, somebody else, is this, a, is this a, a place where father, you know, son father, follows father? Uh, well, he followed me, but he didn't work for me to start with. Mm -hmm. he, he never, he worked for Federal Bar's line to start with. He's 50 years old now. But he, when he started there, and then he started with another tugboat company. Mm -hmm. Him and one of his friends, his friend was a pilot, and they'd shut the lights off night times, laying in the fleet and scare him to death, you know. He's only 18 years old, man. He turned the lights off <laughs> to secure Reach it. out and grab him by the leg or something. What did you do? Tell me again? Wait a minute. Reach out and grab him by the leg or something when they'd walk by. <laughs> you would or he would? This guy was pilot on a boat. He'd reach out and grab your... Yeah, I mean, Bob Pearson. <laughs> But uh, anyhow, that's where he got his start. He, he didn't want to stay there too long. So this Bob Pearson learned him how to be a pilot. Uh -huh. So he'd been a pilot ever since then. Him so he, he, Bob Pearson would grab your son's leg and... Yeah, and walk through the... <laughs> just know, to kick, tease him? <laughs> yeah, and scare him. You know. Scare him. And make him a man, right? Because they didn't, have, they didn't have nothing to do. They'd be laying by or something. You know. Yeah. Him and Charlie Norton now, and it's, I guess it's been 30 years or so been in business together. Mm -hmm. They're running them tugboats. Yeah. Uh, Charlie don't know how to run a tugboat, but my son's pilot, he's worked for Eagle now. Marine, they had to charter their boats out because you couldn't, you can't make enough money to, they didn't want to pay the price would it cost to just run tugs and do work? Mm -hmm. It dictate what they pay you. So they'd end up breaking it. So best thing to do is charter the boats out to them, and you got that money coming in all, all the time. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the, was there nightlife down here? Nightlife? Yeah, on the river. In uh, I don't know. I never did go. I never did go to nightlife, man. Didn't do anything like uh, that? I was always work. Um, when you were talking just a few minutes ago about, uh, was what what uh, what years were we in? Um, about the coke and the coal and the... Oh, that was early in the... In the 50s, 50s, I'd say, okay. 50s and 60s. Okay. And it keep winning down less and mm -hmm. less all the way up to to the 80s, I guess. Whenever they started all that EPA stuff, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the river, the river, they clean the river all up, and keep from dumping pollution in it and everything. But they can't, you can't keep the trees and stuff from coming up on the bank every mm -hmm. time there's a flood from floating off. Was what was the segregation like down here? I mean, was it? Well, we had 
When we started, we had our own bathroom of that, and they had their own bathroom. They had their own, own uh, locker rooms, and we had our own locker rooms. Was there any mangling? Oh yeah. Huh? Oh yeah. We we played cards together and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So when did you think did that change? When did that change? So well, that changed in the fifties. Uh, I'm not sure just exactly what year it was. Mm -hmm. In 51, I think we had a flood. I don't remember 51 or what year it was, but anyhow, we had a flood and it tore up all the floor in that warehouse and the office and that. And then they built us another office upstairs, and that's when they made it all in one. So made all the bathrooms. It might have been in 54, mm -hmm. 51, 54, something like that. Where are you going? Lock this place up back here before they use that telephone. You're gonna, you're gonna take Jackie one of these. I'll take it down there in the morning. Did you take her one of these? Huh? You take Jackie and Steve one of these? I will in the morning. Give me a copy of. I'm gonna head for Belleville. I gotta get home. Oh, so so you have to go home and get your granddaughter. I, I, I gotta be there to pick her. When she gets off the school bus. Okay, your granddaughter. Okay. She's, she's my baby. <laughs> she's six years old and smart as a whip. Is she? What's her name? Meredith. Meredith? Well, I bet she's pretty too, huh? Yeah, she's, I think she is. You know, everybody <laughs> thinks her grandkids are the best, you know. Does your wife stay in Florida or is she just visiting? Well, she's visiting down there. She's got three of her other sisters down there oh, with her. Okay. Um, she left me home to take care of the dog. <laughs> so, um, so we were talking about segregation, but I guess... Uh, um, I think that went on somewhere in 53 or mm -hmm. somewhere. I don't remember. It flooded every so often. It would flood, come up, get up to the floor or something in that terminal, you know. Yeah. Our stage was 38 feet. Whenever it got up to there or over, it come up there, then we'd have to clean it up. I think it got up to 40, 41 feet like that, and then it buckled all the wood on the floor and that, and they tear it out and put it in it. Moved the office from the lower floor up and put it on stilts in the warehouse, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it wouldn't flood the office all the time. Um, so it, it would be too simple to say that one of the things that changed the river was moving the terminal. That wouldn't be. I mean, change the riverfront was moving the terminal down further. No, that, that wouldn't help. None. Uh, the flood wall we was inside the flood wall. They put the flood wall on the outside of our terminal. Mm -hmm. So, so it, like '93, we got two and a half feet from the top of this flood wall in the water. So when we was on the outside of the flood wall. That's that's way up inside, I'd say. Yeah. And every time it, every time it would flood, going to flood, we'd have to take everything out of the warehouse and put it into a barge. Lift trucks, tow motors, you know, and tractors and everything. All the stuff in the warehouse that we'd have in there, be sitting in it for people to pick up and they don't pick up. You'd have to put everything in the barge and get it out of there. Then when the water go down, you have to take water and wash it all out and everything, the mud and that. So it's not a, it's not a paying proposition anymore to be. No. No. On the outside of flood wall. It doesn't seem like like the the men who designed these things maybe didn't do it so well. These, well, these flood walls, it, maybe that wasn't the right thing. Maybe they've tried to curtail the river too much. Well, they closed it in, like East St. Louis over there, that flood wall there. The water used to run all the way to the bluffs over there. That's, that's pretty near 10 miles from the riverbank. But to 
keep it in the river, they built this flood wall 52 feet mm -hmm. all the way down, earth, earth levee from up at Granite City all the way down, down river, I don't know how far. Down past Belmar now. So, so now they've got... That's closing the water in mm -hmm. so it can't spread out so it keeps getting higher and higher as you close the river in for the water to run out. Why don't they see that? Well, I guess they do see it, but what can they do about it? I don't know. They keep filling the river banks in, so... Hmm. It's just like up on the Illinois River, the river flood from there all the way to, to the highway up there, which is probably a mile or two from the river. But if you close it all in, it's going to make it go higher and higher. Yeah. That's what happened down here. Water, when the flood used to go all the way up to the Missouri Pacific tracks then, it was Missouri Pacific, it's Southern Pacific now. Mm -hmm. That the tracks all the way up there. We used to have to walk from our terminal. We'd ride a boat to the to the tracks up there, and then walk around that tracks all the way up here to get out. Because the water would flood the water. The streets was low back up there. It used to be a vinegar factory where Neuter Barter Works is. Mm -hmm. Then they just spread out and took the street and all in. But Rutgers Street used to run all the way through. Rutgers Street is down this way. Yeah, it's it's past Shoto. It's two, three blocks past Shoto down there. Mm -hmm. we're, we're Valley. That's where Old Valley Terminal used to come in there, Rutgers Street. Okay. And Neuter took that street over and expanded, and they closed that street off. The trucks used to mm -hmm. go back and forth up there from our place. You know, yeah. we used to load fifty, hundred trucks a day there. Yeah. 15, 20 boxcars a day. Does the arch do anything for you? No. no I, watched, I watched them put it together. Yeah. Piece by piece. Well. From the river. Right. And it didn't do nothing for us. Didn't do anything for you. Did it, in, in what respect? Well, that's just a tourist thing. It was nothing to do, do the river. Mm -hmm. Do you feel some kind of now that that the river's neglected the riverfront, this area? Well, more or less, uh, the city's neglected uh, keeping the thing. If you had, if you had trash in your yard like you got on the on the riverbank, it'd make you clean it up. But the city's got workers. What does them workers all do all the time? When the water comes up on the riverbank up here, in front of the arch and that, they come down and clean that up. What them guys do the rest of you to clean up? Some, why don't they clean up more? Yeah. And I think, I don't know, but they make this wood stuff, I don't know what you call this wood that they chop up and mulch wood or stuff. Yeah. Why can't they use all this trees and that on the bank? Mm -hmm. Mulch wood. Mm -hmm. I don't They'd know. be getting a tree. They have to buy the trees other places. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. You know, it, it just depends. It just, riding down here and seeing this arch and this green grass and then looking at what's down here is there, there ain't nothing here. It used to no. be you wasn't no no space along the river from boats yeah. there doing business. But before this I don't know just what year they did that. The railroad tracks used to run down there. Did they run this way? Yeah. Up along the bank where the street South. Where the street is. Uh-huh. Uh, east and west or whatever way. So everything could be loaded off of them onto the barges or the railroad tracks they switch cars into us and they were 
cars from down there. Then they built that other bridge road to there when they built the arch for the train to go up there. Then the city paved this riverfront. Took the, I don't know if they took the tracks out or not, but some of them they might have, but they paved that instead of, when they did that, they should have raised the street up five feet or so before they paved that to keep it flooding so regularly. Which they didn't do none of that. They couldn't see that. The trains couldn't run through here every time it flood because they couldn't go through the water with the diesel electrics. In that. Yeah. They'd have to get some time to get a steam engine when there's little mm-hmm. water on the track. But there's a lot, a lot of things, you know, that they still don't. People don't see that because they don't have nothing to do down there. So. If you don't have nothing going on down here, I guess now it costs too much money to do anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, people come down for the 4th of July and they come down. Oh, yeah, they are. I was in on that from the start. Oh, were you? Oh, yeah. We, my tug would go up there and hold it. You what? My tugs would take it up there and hold it. Take it up and the hold The barges, yeah. The fireworks would be oh, on the barges. Oh, oh really? Well, did you? Oh. I see. We, we started out with Famous and Bar uh-huh. when they started having it first start. Uh-huh. And we'd take the barge up. The fireworks people would set up the barges with fireworks and that. Yeah. And we put them together and would push them up in front of the arch and let them shoot them off. <laughs> and then we'd take them back down to our fleet. And where and were you up. at that moment? Be on the tug. On the tug. Yeah, I'd ride with him. And I'd bring, I'd bring people over watching my wife and kids. Oh, you and were right there. And yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. We were, we were full, of, full of people then. But yeah. And then now it's got, it's got, uh, they used to put it on the river. Um, I don't know if Drive here, but lately I think they moved it away from here because it flooded down here well, the last the, few years. Last year, this past year, I was down here and they did have a barge come up. Yeah, they have a barge all the time yeah. to shoot them off. Yeah. And sometimes they have some on the, on the Illinois side on the bank to shoot mm-hmm. off two big can of 14 inches or so. Is there much going on ever on the Illinois side? I mean, they don't have a a riverfront like. No, they don't have the Casino Queens on the riverfront. Well, besides before that. No, there was a place to come down there, but then nobody developed nothing. And uh, uh, Continental Greens below river, the Casino Queen, and. Peabody Coal Company had this dock here, mm-hmm. which kills where it's got now. And then, uh, and then uh, Pillsbury's got a place down there, uh, Soji there. What what are the what is the the barge lines here now? What are they here? Which now? which which ones are here now? barge lines. Running here now? Yes. Well, Nemco, that guy just in there, he's a... Uh, Bill Robertson? He's a captain. Robertson? Robertson, yeah. Bill Robertson. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, and what is it, Milco? Did you say Mil... Memco. Memco. M-E-M-C-O. M-E-M-C-O, okay. And uh, then there's PV Grain. There's a uh, Ohio River Company. There's a uh, uh, Sun Sun Barge Line. And did I tell you ACBL American Commercial Barge Line, Ohio River Company, and uh, ADM Barge Line. I guess that's about the main ones. Is that, the same is that a lot or a little? 
Oh, that's that's the big ones. Yeah. That's a whole lot. Of but I mean, is that a lot of barges, barge lines? Do you call that a lot of them, or? There's a lot of barges, uh -huh. barges and boats. Uh, American commercial barge lines got over four thousand barges and hundred and some boats, tow boats. And run all over the rivers. Yeah. Did we did we say that shipping had? Diminished, or you it, just said they bought, they built a lot more barges, but they, they built a lot more barges. But has shipping diminished? It's diminished some too, because they lost all the steel, steel making, and what it takes to make the steel, ore. So you think that shipping has diminished since the 50s, 60s, 70s? Yeah. You, I it, it, you think it has? Yeah. And these mostly green, green and coals about all left. There's not much coal like there used to be. There used to be tow after tow of coal, Peabody Coal Company over there, load one tow after another, take up to St. Paul, Northern States Power. What? Take to Northern St. Paul States Power Company up in St. Paul. Mm -hmm. See, and they quit using the coal because they. Now they use coal from Western coal out in Montana now. They truck all that coal out where I live in Belleville. We had Illinois Central uh, Railroad. They merged with Burlington Northern. Now that coal, instead of using Illinois coal down here in Peabody and taking it to Merrimack and that, out at Baldwin Power Plant, in Illinois, they have to use this coal from uh, Montana on that because it don't have the uh, sulfur contents in that from the EPA and that. Mm -hmm. So they pull them trains through there now going to Baldwin from out there. One, one train after another, that's about 30 or 40 miles from the river, I guess. Out there it comes in. Northern, Burlington, Northern, and Southern Pacific, and that comes over and goes straight on out there to power plant. Instead of mining it right there, the, the plant, power plant was built right there on the coal place there, and they run the coal from the mines right on into the power plant on conveyors. But now they can't do that that much, use that much of the coal. I don't get a chance to see this. Oh. Now that's a barge with a rake on it. See the front of it? Let me see. That's a tugboat pushing it. You're going to take it up there and spot it. Well, something. I see it goes up a little bit, but I don't. that blue thing isn't anything. This other end's square. That's an ADM tugboat. An ADM tugboat? Yeah. What is an ADM tugboat? Uh, ADM, it's a... Uh, Arthur Daniels Midland. Oh, okay. Tugboat. They got their big companies got their own tug service. I hope this isn't insulting, but tugboats are cute. Huh? Tugboats are cute. Well, see, all of them are different horsepower too. But That's, they're cute looking, you know. They like some of them, some of them's four hundred horsepower, some six hundred. Uh huh. Some's eight hundred, some's thousand, some's thirteen hundred and fifty, like that one there. Probably 1,350 horsepower. Can you run a tug? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, I, I let my license go in July. I didn't renew them. What, um, what exactly, as a, as the head of the terminal, you'd ran the terminal. What, what were your duties? I, I didn't, I didn't run the, the workforce in the terminal itself. We had a superintendent of the terminal too. Okay. And he took care of that too. But I I took care of after I got out out there with the barges and boats and stuff, I took care of the fleets and that stuff. But I just worked out the terminal there. You took care of the fleets? Yeah, and the boat towboats. And the towboats. What does taking care of them mean? Well if they bring me forty nine barges in I got to take them and separate them where they're going to go. Mm -hmm. One of them, 
eight or ten or fifteen of them might load over her Peabody coal company. And some of them, St. Louis Terminal used to be up there. St. Louis Terminal, they would unload barges. I'd have to break them up, take one up there and spot it for them to unload them with my tugs. Mm -hmm. I take barges up to Grand City Steel Company that goes up there to unload. When you say you take it, you direct them up there. Yeah. You don't. My, you don't go yourself. No, I don't. Yeah, go, you just in charge I, of the traffic. Yeah, I tell them what to do. Uh huh. <laughs> and I take barges to Grand City Steel to unload. Take barges up there to load because they wouldn't load dirty barges. Mm -hmm. And like that, I dispatch them. And then I tell the night shift what to do mm -hmm. before I go home. So, were you in charge of keeping them clean too? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. And us in the terminal were. Yeah. And then, uh, then I'd have tugs working night, and I'd have boats coming in, tow boats coming in nights with tows now. A lot of times I'd have to be over here with them when they come in. And that. Difference between a tugboat and a towboat? Horsepower-wise, mainly. Mainly. And which is the? Tow towboats, most of the time, is, if you've got 49 barges, you've got to have more than a, than a thousand horsepower tow mm -hmm. to even tow it. So the bigger you get, the, the towboat comes yeah. in. The towboats is ones that goes up and down the rivers. And the tugboats are just around that, here? That, that does, does the work in the harbors. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, that's pretty. So what What don't I know? I mean, I don't know anything. I, what? I'm just kind of trying to ask a little here and a little there. And you've been very nice and very patient. And I appreciate your responding to my phone call. I really do. Because when I was thinking about it, I think, I wonder if he's going to be there, you know? I just, I, and I, so I really appreciate your coming. Um, and I was about five minutes late, so oh, I'm I, sorry. But I. We don't run a bike on schedule. We tell everybody <laughs> it gets, gets 1.30, 2 o'clock. We say we can't work no longer because we'll be on overtime. <laughs> we, we don't work no more anyhow. But you, you guys are really, really good. And, um, and I'm looking for, what area might be good to to push into, you know? And not knowing very much. I, I just find this fascinating down here. I find it fascinating that that it was a vital, vibrant place, and it's not. And I think uh, just to see what it's like now and try and find out what it was like then. And Jack, Jack, Jack was just a kid when he came down there. His dad. His dad would turn over in his grave if he knew all the money he throwed away. They beat him out of here when he was in fuel business and that. Mm -hmm. One company beat him out of seven hundred thousand dollars. Another one three hundred fifty thousand. Another one five hundred thousand or something like that. His dad then really built this business up when the business was good on the river. He sold groceries, fuel, and everything to his boats. But now these big companies got their own pipelines and that they don't buy none of that. Yeah. You can't you can't make it supplying boats anymore with nothing. And he loves the river. Yeah. He gonna kill himself down there. This is too much work when you get old. Pretend to this stuff, keeping the stuff off the bank, because the river comes up, you get way in, river falls out, you be up on the bank if you don't keep it out in the water, you know. So Jack is is in charge of this. He owns all this. He owns what this? Well, all this stuff in here, except the boats that tie off here and, and Ralph Hoffman material sales. He just leases space from it. Right, so what is all this? This is these are barges tied together. Yeah. And what is this called? This is his. Yeah, this is terminal or fleet, whatever you want to call okay. it. Okay. So barges mm -hmm. tied together make a terminal or a fleet. Yeah, I mean, well, he's he more or less supplied parts, stuff, and fuel and all that before. Mm -hmm. And they have fuel flats and everything in there. So just by different deals, he yeah. got he got. He, he had this when his dad had it first when he was a kid. You know, they kept growing, growing. They buy stuff. Buy. I remember when he bought an old from a towboat and sold it for a fortune. 
made a fortune off of it. Off the hull of a towboat? Yeah, just for a, to build a bull, uh -huh. restaurant or something on it. Yeah, you know, sure. Everything like that was prosperous. Uh -huh. But now, now there ain't nothing prospering. He's just too much work down there taking care of all this. He's got a string of barges, all his here. And that barge you walk through from the bank, and the thing there, and the barge where Charlie is, that's his. Charlie pays him rent for a little office space mm -hmm. down there, which he don't need, and it sits in there, you know. Yeah. What is what is this barge, what's the use, you gotta go? Pretty soon. Okay. Now. What's the use of this barge that you I walk through? What What is it, what's happening with that? Nothing. 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 They just junk to take care of you. 